Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. Okay, to the Harambe neighborhood this week on Urban Spelunking. Checking out this uh, building with a very famous Milwaukee name on it. Yes, it's got two names on it. It's called the Hummel Eline Building, and you can guess which one is the famous. <laughs> right, I know that Milwaukee name. Milwaukee name. Know that name. So this is a city-owned property, and you know we've we've heard a lot about the the foreclosure crisis that the city was facing years ago. They've made some progress on that front, but it is a reminder just you know buildings like this that are full of potential and certainly full of history are just kind of sitting there vacant. Yeah, and the Department of uh, City Development, who I've worked with on a number of stories, they really work hard to to get these places sold. You know, I mean, they do repairs that they have to do to make them just continue to ex- mm-hmm. continue to just stand until they can find a buyer. And then they have all sorts of, like, especially for the residential places, they have all sorts of grants, But I mean, for these commercial ones too. Yeah, and it, it would be such a shame to lose buildings like this. You know, we're talking all this beautiful uh, or- ornamental detail from the outside. These, Everybody knows this building, right? Right, it's got these like they really, don't know the name. Right. Right, but they know it from driving by. So if you've driven past Center and MLK, which is uh, 3rd Street, uh, you've, pro- you've probably seen these like candle-like spires on the outside. Yeah, they have little flames at the top. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a beautiful building. And, uh, of course, the Cream City brick from the outside needs a little power washing maybe. It's a little, a little work done, but it's just so full of potential and so such a cool building. Oh, yeah, I think everybody who goes past notices it and thinks, man, wouldn't that be great as insert whatever you think would be great there you know and what's interesting is it's the uh we sort of called it the schlitz tide house that wasn't yeah yeah it's on a corner that's yeah it's on it's on a corner and it's got the e-line name on it and yeah and it appears that the e-lines might have lent um money to henry hummel who is a pharmacist who developed this building and he used uh charles kirkoff who is the schlitz preferred architect he designed most of it's the tied houses, yeah, uh, which is why you see some of them, like the one on Humboldt and North, has those flames as well, and so does the one yeah. that was a Schlitz tied house on State Street between Third and Fourth. That mm-hmm. also has those flames. What about the Milwaukee Ballet f- uh, former headquarters that we were at a couple? That weeks does not ago? have the flames, okay. but he did design that too. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so it's all in the uh, the Schlitz family. Kind yeah. Of. So interestingly, it's you know it's got everything you would expect from a tied house, like a Schlitz tied house, right? There was uh, Schlitz investment involved. There's a Schlitz architect involved. It was on a on a prominent corner, which mm-hmm. these tied houses tended to be on prominent corners, but it was not a bar. It so was instead, actually uh, Hummel's pharmacy was there. He'd been up the street. He bought this land in 1886. Had this building built and moved into. There, he moved his family in upstairs because there were some apartments. Uh, he moved his pharmacy into the retail space. We're talking 1886 when he acquired the land. Right. So, yeah, it's, he, the pharmacy's there a long time, but then he decides he wants to sell. He's becoming involved in real estate and other stuff, so he actually sells to the E-Lines. So then the building becomes actually an E-Line property, yet is still not a bar. And a lot of people remember it as the Ham and Egger. <laughs> That's a great name Isn't that, for isn't a that a great name? Yeah. The Ham and Egger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I think it might have been a George Webb for a while. Okay. Um but then it's been it's been sitting empty now for a really long time. You know, when you study what a building was, like what kind of tenants were in a building over the years, you get such a glimpse at, you know, just the identity of Milwaukee, the history that was there. Yeah. You know, from a photographer using the skylight for the only light source to these, you know, the dress shop to the men's clothing store to this old school pharmacy. Well, you had a chance to go inside this building. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot of work to do, but it does make you wonder there's a lot of potential there too. Yeah, absolutely. Hope somebody steps up who who wants the place and loves it enough and has the financial wherewithal to, to get it done. 
Well, again, we're at we're at uh, Center Street and MLK, and as we mentioned, this building is vacant. It is. You had a chance to go inside, and it is uh, there, there's a lot of work to do inside the there building. There is a lot. It's a very challenging. We're going to talk more about what's going on inside the building and what may lie in store for the building next on Urban Spelunking. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. And we're back at Center and MLK Drive. This is in the um, the Harambe neighborhood at a vacant building that bears this famous Milwaukee name, the E-Line Hummel Building. You, you got to go inside and yeah, you could definitely tell it has, it, it's been there a long time and it's starting to show its age on the inside. Yeah, and you know, the, the city, I think might have listed the building for sale, but it's not listed now. And that's, they say that's due to the condition of the building. They don't even feel comfortable really taking people through it because it's in, not in very good shape. And I did go inside, but I went inside in a limited sort of way. Mm-hmm. Um, we peeked into the retail spaces and we went up the flight of steps up to the second floor and stood on the landing and couldn't really go any further from there because there were, you know, floors that were missing or partially missing or, and it, it, what looks like it happened is somebody had been in there planning to do some work to renovate it and started to demo walls and things like that. Uh, and then never finished Yeah, and ended up either walking away or just losing the building. So it's just basically been falling apart since. Well, there's a lot of potential, too. I mean, you think about that whole stretch. Um, you know, MLK Drive is, is just full of buildings like this from that era when this was such a bustling, uh, real, like, lifeline of the neighborhood yeah. at that time. And Directly across the street, uh, you know, just north across um, Center Street, a building of a similar era was fixed up just a few years ago. Right. It's apartments, I think. It's beautiful. Right. And then you've got Bader Philanthropies moving into the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I know we we talked about one of the um, Coakley Brothers storage facilities yep. that has been rehabbed since. Mm-hmm. So there are buildings in this area that have seen uh, some rehabilitation. So. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's out of the question. And I mean, I think the city is, you know, they're, they want to fix it up enough and just sort of protect it from the elements enough to be able to show it to people. And I think I think they, they're thinking, and maybe rightly so, that if they can just find the right person that there is somebody out there who can give this building a future what was mlk drive like at this time you know when this at the height of this building um describe the scene a little bit there hummel when he built this building was really sort of helping to to start to kind of spark this boom that uh third street would undergo by the by the turn of the century and into the early decades of the 20th century, that was one of the major shopping streets in the mm-hmm. in the city of Milwaukee after Wisconsin Avenue. And then like, it was sort of the equivalent of Mitchell Street, which were those two would have been the next biggest shopping streets. And they were just lined from from downtown all the way north past this. There were, you know, just store after store after store. And again, dress shops, uh, pharmacies, bars, grocery stores, wasn't just everything a, you could think of. Wasn't there a Gimbel Schuster's there? There was a Schuster's, a Schuster's. Uh, which yeah, and became which became a Gimbel Schuster's uh, just south. Well, Schuster's actually got its start on Third Street, right? Yeah, by Brown, and then built the much bigger one up by Garfield. Oh yeah, it was it was hopping. I mean, you see pictures of it from before World War II, and it's the streets are just packed with people. Yeah, 
And certainly, you know, as we mentioned, some activity there on Third Street and just in the Harambe neighborhood in general. I mean, you just go down to North Avenue and we've got the, is it called the Griot where the, um, yeah. where the Black Holocaust Museum. And the Pete's Museum. Fruit Market is there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of energy and a lot of development happening around that area. So yeah. um, we wish this building all the best. We it, absolutely do. <laughs> you yeah. know, it would, it would really, be a shame to lose it. Yeah. Sure would. And it would be great to see somebody move in there and, and redevelop it. Yep. So as you mentioned, right, right now there's, uh, we just kind of wait and see until Yeah, the I think they're just trying to sort of shore it up enough to kind of just protect it as they move forward. And then I think once they get that done, they'll start showing it to people. They'll list it again and start showing it. Well, if you've ever wondered what this building looks like, if you've driven past it on Center and MLK, take a look at the photos right here on this page at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcast. And while you're here, make sure and subscribe to all of 88.9's podcasts. Podcast on 88.9 produced by Kenny Perez, handcrafted sonic inspiration from the License Lab, with support, of course, from your membership and from On Milwaukee. You can subscribe to this podcast right here at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe and get all of 88.9's podcasts, including Urban Spelunking, delivered right to you. It's On Milwaukee's Bobby Tenzel. Thank you. Thanks, Nate.